Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Good evening and welcome to another very special episode of Auto Know Better. Uh, my name is Luke. I'm joined tonight by uh, Shannon and from Newell's Old Boys English, a very special guest, Jamie. How's things, Jamie? Great, Luke. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm delighted and honoured to be invited on and looking forward to chatting uh, some more about all things Newell's Old Boys. Great stuff. Yeah, thanks ever so much for, for, for agreeing to join us. Um so first things first, I think, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. I know you run that that fantastic News Old Boys account for all those people who can't speak in uh, in Spanish. Um, so uh, how did you get involved with Newell's? What's the what's the crack? Yeah, so um, I got involved with Newell's about five years ago now. So as people will have been able to tell already, my accent is definitely not Argentine. Um, I'm from the west of Ireland. Um, but about five, six years ago, I was living in London and uh, I must confess to all the Leeds fans listening tonight that I'm a, I'm a fan of Spurs. I'm a fan of Tottenham and uh, I'm actually keeping a, keeping an eye on, on the score here in the Europa League game as we're recording. Um, but uh, five, six years ago, I was living in London, season ticket holder at Spurs, went to every game, followed them home and away, Europe, everything. And of course, at the time, our manager was Maurizio Pochettino who's a former News Old Boys player under, under Bielsa. Won three titles as a player with Bielsa. Um, and when Pochettino joined the club, um, I remember it was coming up to the first North London derby against Arsenal. And I was watching an interview with him on Sky Sports. And the interviewer said, you know, Maurizio, are you ready for the game at the weekend? It's one of the uh, fieriest derbies in Europe. Uh, Spurs, Arsenal fans hate each other clubs hate each other are you able to handle the pressure and his answer was uh, I've played and scored in the Clasico Rosarino for Newell's Old Boys against Rosario Central he said that's one of the biggest derbies in the world he said if I can score in that 
He said, I'm sure I can handle the game at the weekend. So when I heard this, I was like, wow, what is this game? I'd heard of New Old Boys. Like, I knew the messy connection. You know, I knew yeah. who Bielsa was because mm-hmm. he, he was at Bilbao at the time. Um, but the whole, what Pochettino said, he just said it with such passion. I was like, wow. So that was early on in Pochettino's tenure at Spurs. He went on to become, for me, the best Spurs manager the last 30 years. Um, you know, and all Spurs fans, I think, hold him dearly still. Um, but when he said that in that first interview, I just started looking up news online, looking at, at, at old footage of that classical Rosarino game on YouTube, trying to find mm-hmm. out more about who the players were and how the club was doing. Um, and I found that because I didn't speak Spanish, I couldn't really do it. I just found it was hard to follow the club day to day. I couldn't really figure out, you know, who the players were or what the manager, who the manager was at the time. Um, started watching their games online, like dodgy streams, betting sites, all that kind <laughs> of crack. Um, and then I kind of had the thought, right, is there an English Twitter account? Is there an English website for Newells that I can follow them? Um, and there wasn't. Um, so I thought, well... I wonder, could I learn more by trying to do this myself, you know, by setting up a Newell's English account and watching the games and writing short tweets about what was happening about the players. So essentially in 2017, I started doing that and uh, had like maybe 500 followers, uh, 600, 700, 800. And then Marcelo Bielsa became, who's the hero at Newell's, named the stadium after him, most successful manager of all time at the club. He became the manager of Leeds. And or even before that, there was speculation that he was going to take over at Leeds. And all of a sudden, there's just thousands of Leeds fans online looking up about Bielsa, who he was and blah, blah, blah. So I just took that opportunity to start tweeting about Bielsa's connection to Newell's and how he came from our club and his record. And all of a sudden, I had like 3,000 followers overnight. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> like, um, And ever ever since then, I guess the accounts just grew and grew. Um Last year, set up a website, English language website for Newell's Old Boys called newellscaraco.com. Uh, and in the last six months, started selling official shirts through that website. And now we're the official European UK retailer for Newell's Old Boys shirts. Because previously, right. you couldn't buy them in, in the UK or in Europe. So uh, I've been out to Rosario. I've watched Newell's at the Estadio Marcelo Bielsa. I've made lots of friends in Rosario. I've been over to Ellen Road. I've made lots of friends in Leeds. So it's been a been a crazy few years but um 100 yeah yeah whirlwind and as they say newels newels are known as as the lepers that's the, the nickname of the club and they say that the fans are sick with leprosy and i'm 100 sick with leprosy since i've discovered that <laughs> brilliant what a story what a, what a story i mean just from from i mean from from what you've told me there i mean pochettino yeah i agree fantastic manager uh obviously speaks speaks really highly of marcelo bielsa um but from that just to sort of three four years on to have been to rosario to have been to you know to to, to this love affair with marcelo bielsa uh, and newells is it's fantastic i mean we as leeds fans know about Bielsa's impact at the club. He's been here sort of a short, a relatively short amount of time, uh, and he's had a real effect on on not only Leeds but the city as well. Uh, not only the football club, and by the sounds of it, he's always, he's he's pretty much 
got that sort of following and, and he's done that already all, over in Newell's. He's almost got a cult, hasn't he, of, of people that any, anything he touches, people become his disciples. Um, why do you think that is? Uh, I think you're right there. It's a couple of important points. Like, I think if you just take Newell's, that club, he's an absolute god. You know, he's a hero. He made Newell's the best team in Argentina for the three years that he was there. And Newell's before that, like, generally a smallish club compared to the big clubs are Boca Juniors, River Plate, Mm -hmm. um, the the clubs from Buenos Aires. And Bielsa made Newell's unbeatable for those three years. Like, and he was just... He was, he was 35, you know, nobody knew who he was. It was like, it was like appointing just a, a coach that nobody ever heard of. And, and, you know, nowadays, if someone in the Premier League did that or Leeds, I'm sure Leeds have done it over the last few years before Bielsa, because you've had so many managers, it's hard to keep track of them. But, you know, usually when, it, when a team um, appoints an unknown manager, the first thing is, oh, that's going to end badly, isn't it? That's yeah. not going to work out. But with Bielsa... a fair share there, Jamie, yeah. Yeah, I'll exactly. Tell you, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We won't go into that. But um, <laughs> with, with Bielsa, it went the opposite way. And you had this unknown manager who played four games for Newell's in the 70s, suddenly right. winning three league titles, making them the best team in Argentina. And, um, and then I guess after Newell's, he obviously became, he won a title with Vela Sarsfield. That was the only other club in Argentina he's managed. Um, so he, he went in at them and won the title straight away. So they, they loved him. And then he took over the national team. So at this stage, everyone in Argentina was kind of behind him. They, they thought, wow, this guy's a brilliant coach. Um, now, his spell managing Argentina between 98, I think, and 2004, he made some enemies in Argentina then. So, there's a lot of people still in Argentina who think that he didn't do well enough with the players he had at Argentina in Ar- at Argentina at that time. Um, but I think on the whole, the Bielsa has so many supporters in Argentina just because of he's such a unique character. His style is so unique, the way he treats his players, the humanity and the morality that he has as well as a person, as a human. We've seen that at Leeds, the way he talks yeah, about yeah you know, the kind of normal man on the street and about how footballers are no different to people going out working 95 jobs. So I think he's loved for that. But don't get me wrong, there's still some element of fans and football fans in Argentina who are not BLC stars, you know. Who, who, really? Yeah, there is. There's some people who didn't forgive him. He, he When he was manager of Argentina, they were knocked out in the 2002 World Cup. They were in the same group as England. Remember that game where Pochettino... Yeah fouled Michael Owen and yeah. penalty. So they don't forgive him for that. They think he should have gone to the final and won the World Cup or whatever. And then, of course, there's Rosario Central fans. So the <laughs> biggest rival of Newell's, they hate Bielsa. They hate him. Yeah. Because Newell's were the best team in Argentina when Bielsa was manager. So they every time Newell's played Central when Bielsa was manager, we won. And they mm. basically... the, the um, the manager of Rosario Central at the moment is a player called Kili Gonzalez and, and Bielsa coached him for Argentina. And the first thing he said to Bielsa when he's called his national team is, you know, thanks for giving me a cap for Argentina. Well, I just want you, I want to let you know that you ruined my childhood because Kili <laughs> Gonzalez was a fan of Central. Right. And 
Bielsa says Newell's just trashed him in every game. So yeah. he's he he has a he has a cult following Argentina. So many football fans love him. Fans of River Plate, fans of Boca, even clubs he hasn't been to. But there's you know don't get me wrong, there is still some people who yeah. who uh, who don't like Bielsa. I mean, if I find that really, really difficult to comprehend, I mean, he's such a nice, likable guy. And like you say, he's just so so modest and and, and genuine. I think, I think, I mean, we've obviously got our fair share in the um, in the Premiership and in England of, of poor pundits that I don't really know much about him, and they'll slag him off as well. But it's probably not to the to the same standard or level of of hate, probably as 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 a Rosario. Um, as a Rosario fan. Um, but really interesting what you say there about him being the most successful manager because the, uh, the stats at Leeds, it may make him already the second. I mean, although we've not, he's not won anything as such, apart from the um, the, the promotion last season, um, in terms of his win percentage, he's the second highest uh, performing manager ever at Leeds. Uh, 130 oh. games, 67 wins, 24 losses and 39 draws. Second to only, second only to the legendary Don Revy. So, mm. um so yeah, really, really good stuff. Really, really interesting. Um, he's also the only Leeds manager ever to win seven league games in a row twice. There's no other manager ever done that at Leeds. Um, so just to go back to his his, his cult followings and things, he's almost making himself a god wherever he goes because he's creating these great runs and these records and these statistics that 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 everybody loves and everybody cares about nowadays but how can you not love somebody like that i just don't get it I, I, yeah. and it's just it's just wandering around he's just walking around weatherby and that he's always in like the local coffee shop costa. In, in, in costa that's it yeah it's, it's for we don't, other coffee shops are available um <laughs> <Not Bielsa. laughs> uh, yeah um no, not for Bielsa, you're right. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like just strolling up and down the street, people waving at him on along the is it the A sixty four Shannon that that Yeah, that yeah, something like that, yeah. Something it, like it, that. Anyway, everywhere. But, yeah. You see him everywhere on a local jog or whatever. <laughs> hanging about. Unbelievable. And he's always in the Leeds gear. He's never in any I've never seen him in anything <laughs> the same but same grey tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he sleeps in it, in fact. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he probably shower he has one for showering and one for sleeping in. Um I suppose then what I want to transition on to and move on to is, is is more about him and Leeds. Why do you think he's the, Leeds has been the longest he's ever been anywhere he's at a club level? And 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 and, and what similarities has ever Leeds got that potentially he's got back home? Because there must be something keeping him here. Do you know? Um, yeah. What 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 would you say that was? I think an important point to make, just kind of touching on your last point that. I mean, it feels like, oh, yeah, Bielsa, everywhere he goes, he becomes a hero. But I don't think that's necessarily true. And I think it's all credit to Leeds that the club and the ownership have given Bielsa a degree of freedom that he can thrive. I think he didn't have that at other clubs. I think he went to the likes of Lille in France. He tried to go to Lazio the last three that's days. Right. And the minute the kind of board started getting involved or they tried to you know, make him do things he didn't want to do, he was out out the door, you know, and I think credit to Leeds that the leader leadership team there, Radrizani, Victor Orta, Angus Kinnear, they've allowed him to just do his thing and, and they've given him that degree of control to do what he likes with the team. 
Um, I'm sure he has some influence over recruitment. Um, I mean, in his first season, he basically sold who were considered, you know, Leeds' best players, Kamaruf and um, Janssen. Um, yeah, and Ronaldo. And he was allowed well. to do that. He was allowed to be like, yeah. I don't want these guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go and get a few quid for them. I don't think he has that. He had that at other clubs, and that's why he wasn't as successful at other clubs. I think when he's given the power to be Bielsa, Bielsa being Bielsa, um, success is a given then, um, because he has he's able to have influence over so much elements that all come together to make the team do well and players to improve. So I think that's an important point. I think Leeds as a city then is the second point. I think that if you look at Bielsa's career. He's never gone for the capital city, big teams, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Newell's from Rosario. It's the third biggest city in Argentina. Uh, he went to Marseille in France. Uh, Mar- Marseille has a rivalry with Paris. I think Bilbao is a similar kind of regional city in Spain. And, and Leeds is like the anti-London, right? So it's up in the north and there's kind of the north-south yeah. divide. So I think he he goes for clubs that are regional cities, and I think they're they're underdogs. You know, they're mm. they're cities who have clubs who should be doing better. Um, sleeping giants, he, almost sleeping giants. Yeah, and he, he seems to in the like if you think of Marseille, Bilbao, Leeds, they're one club cities as well. Rosario isn't. Mm-hmm. Rosario is a two club city, um, which is different to what he had at Newell's. Um, but he has been attracted to the kind of one club city, regional city, almost like the antidote to the capital city. So, you know, Bielsa was never going to go and manage in London or Paris or Madrid, you know. Or Manchester. Or Manchester, yeah. <laughs> uh, Definitely not Manchester. But I think uh, I think he's drawn to that. I think he's drawn to the smaller regional city, one club cities that are underdogs, sleeping giants, as you say. Yeah. Do you think he would ever go back to New Old? Would you would you say? Or do you think I, he go on? I I don't think so. I think I, I'm against it personally. Mm. I don't want him to come back to New Old's. Um because he's done he's given us as, as much as he can give. He gave he gave New Old's everything. So I mean he doesn't owe us anything more. He built our training ground and our training hotel, you know. He gave us like two million dollars to build it. He doesn't know Newell's anything. Um so I think if he was to go back to Newell's as well, it's it's almost an opportunity to slightly tarnish his legacy, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. If he goes back to Newell's and is the coach and we start losing a lot of games and like get dragged into a relegation fight, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. They can't really name the stadium again. <laughs> Take yeah. off. <laughs> do you think do you, do, being such a good coach that he is though I mean we know as elite as Leeds fans that he's still working with and this is quite disrespectful and it's used quite loosely and um, a championship squad pretty much yeah, um, oh, sure yeah and he's taken Leeds United to mid-table in the Premier League without that many add-ons I mean we've had four internationals we've signed Rafinha Rodrigo uh, Lorente and Cop but They've never been on the field together, those four. They've been injured all season. So when you look back, the, the, the nucleus and the core of the squad is simply the team that got promoted last year, uh, minus minus Ben White. Um, so I think for you to say if he was to go back, he might tarnish it. I don't think there's any chance of that. I think he could teach school kids to beat Manchester United. I, I believe in him that much. I, I honestly do. Um, 
No, I think you make if, a great point there because, you know, the, the Argentine league is somewhere where the likes of Bielsa will thrive because there isn't the finances to make transfers. You know, they don't, they don't sign players from Europe. They don't sign players from abroad. They might sign players from other South American countries, but it's, it's so different to the Premier League or any other European leagues where you can just build your squad buying players from different countries. So I think, yeah, you make a good point there. But I think that, I don't know, for me, again, I think Bielsa's already done enough renewals. I think there's definitely a role for him um, in retirement, not perhaps as the manager, but director of football or some other role like that. Um, but I also think that um, he's happy living in, in Leeds. He's happy living abroad. Like He hasn't really lived in Argentina for a long, long time now. Um, mm-hmm. And economically, it's not the best country to live in. Um, I mean, there's definitely more opportunities abroad um and a lot of people leave argentina you know there's a lot of emigration from there um so i'm sure he'll retire there but i don't i don't think bielsa i'd be very surprised if he ever took another job in argentina uh, in terms of a a manager a managerial job in fact i i I have a feeling leeds is going to be his last job how long he stays i don't know he could stay another two two three five years i don't know and you know a few months ago i would have said oh yeah he'll do another season but he seems to be kind of laying down roots now and saying, you know, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I want to stay here until I'm kicked out. Yeah. I think that was, that was going to be something I was going to ask you actually. Do you think that, I mean, he's obviously, he's obviously um, loyal to, 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 to Leeds United. Um, and you, I mean, he's not interested, as you've already mentioned, in these big money moves where he's got a, you know, a blank checkbook uh, and he can sign any player in the world. I think he's, he's more proud of the fact of how he can transition a team into a team that can play football together rather than having, you know, your world, world-class stars um, and spending that £80 million on bloody Harry Maguire or whatever they spent on him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, I think that, that was going to be the question. And just to sort of like for like the, the previous thing about, uh, about Bielsa walking, I just wondered if you knew much about a story about Bielsa when Rosario was in some form of lockdown and he just started wandering up and down the streets trying to get to training. Is that, is that a, have you heard that story? It kind of rings a bell, but I'm not quite sure about it. Um, I, I know there he, was some, there yeah. was some, I don't know. I don't know. It obviously wasn't this lockdown, but there was some, something going on around the city. I think it was locked down by the government. Um, and he's just strolling down the street with a coffee in his hand, trying to get into the training centre in uh, <laughs> in Newell's, apparently. And it's just, as I say, it's, it's a bit of one of those Chinese whisper rumours, I think, um, that nobody's ever verified or confirmed, but it sounds like he would. Yeah, th- there's a few stories like that. There's one where Newell's played the Copa Libertadores final in 92. They lost against Sao Paulo. And they arrived, it was a two-leg game and the first leg had been in Argentina and the second leg was in Brazil. And I know that the night before the game, they arrived late. It was like dark and uh, uh, Bielsa was like, right, let's go to the Sao Paulo ground and train. And everybody was like, no, like it's closed. The stadium, you can't go. And he was he just went mad. And uh, <laughs> they, they told him it was shut and that the players had to go to bed. There was going to be no training session. And anyways... An hour or two later, the team were in there. Bielsa broke into the stadium. <laughs> the team were in there training like <laughs> nine, ten o'clock at night. He found a way in. I don't know, did he jump over a gate or you know, paid someone off, but he found a way in. And and that's Brilliant. yeah, that I mean Bielsa always finds a way. And 
he, he yeah. definitely, you know, he's such a unique character and he, he does things that are kind of seen as strange in football, um, you know, because a lot of other managers don't do them. And um, yeah, he's, he's definitely, um, he's a very unique character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while we're on stories then, uh, you've pretty, everyone's heard it, but I wonder if you could just give us a bit of a... Um, a bit of an overview on what happened with the grenade, uh, if you know it any better than I do, because I, as I say, I've only I've only skimmed across it. So if you just for the listeners and and people who probably maybe haven't heard it, if they haven't, they're probably um, probably must have been sleeping in a shed for the last year. But, uh, but yeah, if you just give us a bit more of a an overview. Yeah, well, the story goes it was actually that Copa Libertadores campaign in '92. So Newell's had won the title in '91, qualifying for the Copa Libertadores, which is the South American equivalent of the Champions League. And uh, the first game they were drawn to play a team called San Lorenzo, who are also from Argentina, from Buenos Aires. And um, Newell's played them in the first game and Newell's, Bielsa's Newell's lost 6-0. So it was the heaviest defeat of Bielsa's reign so far. It was an absolute disaster. You know, there was so much hype about Newell's playing in the Copa Libertadores and then for the fans to go to the game and they lost 6-0. It's like, what? So people people started questioning Bielsa, you know, thinking, what the hell? Like, what's going on here? You know, has he lost the plot? So a group of fans, they're known as Barra Bravas in, in Argentina. They're essentially the kind of hooligans or the ultras. Right, yeah. They decided, right, we're going to go to Bielsa's house and ask him what the fuck happened, you know, because <laughs> we're after losing 6-0. Um, so these these lads would be hardy, like you know, they'd be tough enough. You know, you would you wouldn't want to meet a group of Barra Bravas in a dark alley at night, especially not in Rosario. And uh, they called around to Bielsa's um, house, and uh, he answered and told them to go away, and said he's not talking to them. And they were saying, Marcelo, you know, why did you play this player? Why did you play those tactics? We lost six 0 It's your fault. And he said, Go away, close the door. And uh, they they didn't go away. They stayed there banging on the door. Bielsa, come out, come out. You know, you have to answer to us. And uh, Bielsa, next time he opened the door, he had a grenade in his hand. And he said, <laughs> uh, he said if you don't leave now, I'm going to pull the pin. So the, the Barra Bravas were like, what the hell? Like terrified, just ran away. They couldn't believe yeah. it. That Bielsa was casually holding a grenade in his hand. <laughs> um, but what a way to scare them off, you know. Um, they didn't call back to his house after that. But it didn't matter because Newell's won every other game, I think, and reached the final of that competition. So he turned things around. Yeah, fantastic. That's a great story, isn't it? I mean, I haven't heard it in that detail. I've only read bits and pieces about it, but it's a story you told that really, really well. And it's it's just like, it's hard to think how how worlds apart something in Argentina to England is. Do you know, he's the same guy. But he, he, if you could imagine that, I forget, I forget how old he is now. He's 60... 65. 65, yeah. 65-year-old um, bloke. You could not imagine him stood there with a bloody hand <laughs> grenade now. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, fabulous. What, what a great, great story. Um, so, yeah, you said you've already, you've already mentioned um, the training training ground and, and the hotel and everything that he's paid for. Did he do that just out of his love for the club, out of respect? Did he feel he owed the club something? What, what What's the story behind that? Yeah, exactly. I think um, the club were looking to upgrade their training facilities. They had just pitches, basically, just a few pitches on a on a site. And um, I think um, there was then plans drawn up to uh, 
build so they've built a hotel at the training ground so the players can sleep in it um and it's uh they upgraded the the pitches they um relayed new grass and things like that and um his uh sister i believe uh who's an architect she's also a politician she designed it so she did the plans up for um the training ground and then i guess maybe the club figured out it was going to cost two million dollars and and no questions asked marcelo was like yeah i'll pay for that um and then they named it after marcelo bielsa's mentor who's a guy called jorge grifa and grifa is uh, about 86 or 87 now and he was a player at Newell's and then a coach at Newell's and um, mm-hmm. he's basically the one who you know um, taught Marcelo how to be a coach and how to spot youth players and how to scout players and they were the ones who were going around Argentina in the 80s trying to find players like Pochettino it was Grifa and Bielsa so the yeah. training ground was named the Jorge Grifa training centre um, Bielsa paid for it all of his own pocket um so yeah absolutely amazing contribution to the club and the facilities are um way ahead of their of its time of their time in argentina so we had a new manager join Newell's this week and his first press conference was today and he came from atletico madrid so he's assistant coach at atletico madrid he's been living in spain for 10 years and his first thing he said is like what Newell's have here in terms of the training ground is like what you'd find in europe Normally, you'd right. expect that the facilities in Argentina would be much less, you know, um, and not as good, really. And he was like, I feel like I'm still in Europe because the facilities are so good. And I guess that's down to Bielsa's investment, really. Um, and because he's coached in Europe and he knows what high-level training facilities look like, he was probably able to tell his sister, this is what you should do, this is how you should design it. You know, so yeah. I think it's invaluable to Newell's to have that experience and and that generosity as well. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he's trying to improve the standard over there by by offering a European style uh, training facility? Because I know when he when he first moved to Leeds, he, one of his one of his requests was we need a running track and it needs to be open. <laughs> um, so I mean, he, he obviously focuses a lot around around fitness um, and the players being you know running a lot more than any other team. Um, but do you think he's trying to reinstall that and take that back? He, he's obviously he's, he's he's almost trying to make the the Spanish train like 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 they would in Europe with facilities wise. Do you think he's trying to introduce that? Do you think that's what he's up to? I think what he's doing is basically he's learned so much over the years. He's so much experience, and he's he he he, he knows the recipe to get players to a certain standard and to improve them. Mm-hmm. So I think because he feels so ingrained in Newell's, that's his club. Um, that he's happy to share that information, you know, and tell Newell's this is what you should be doing. I mean, Newell's have named the stadium after him. So he's probably looking to give something else back now. So yeah, I, yeah. I just, I mean, he always says it is his, his club is Newell's, you know, he, he, he was mm. a player, a manager, still supports them. The Bielsa family is ingrained in Newell's. Um, so I think it's more a sense of, you know, I have this information and it, it will, it will improve your club. So why not do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. While you're on that, um, inf- about the information and, and having the information, what are your thoughts around the uh, and money? In fact, actually, the fact that he paid his own fine uh, for for the old Spygate uh, against Derby. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm 
I'm biased, uh, so I would stick by Bielsa and say that he wasn't spying. There was no law in place at the time. He was just doing his research and, and potentially scouting, uh, as they all do. And as he quite rightly said, that they do in South America uh, and, and every other European country. Um, but he obviously got quite a hefty fine and got quite a lot of stick, actually, from the British press for that. Um, but I think, I think the way that he went about it uh, benefited him really well. And I think that's probably why he's come out still sort of, I, mean, I don't want to still sm- say smelling of roses, but um, he, he's come out with quite quite well, uh, and, he, and he's still well respected within within the game because of how he went about that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was a that was a fascinating incident. Um, I to put it this way: one of the reasons I I suppose fell in love with Newells and, and and Argentine football really, and still, you know, I watch so much Argentine football. I've been out there is. Um, Football is still pure in Argentina. Uh, you know, they've yet to introduce VAR, but it's coming next season. Um, and that's yeah. going to be, that's a big negative look for at, me. But look at uh, you. Oh, I know. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But football in England and, and in Europe has been so sanitized. It's, it's, a diff- like, it's a different game to the game I fell in love with when I was a kid, right? So when I fell in love with Spurs and English football in the early 90s, Football now is so different. It's there is so much, so much things that have changed for the worse. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I have said this before in other um, podcasts and stuff. I think there's way, there's way too much money in the English game. Um, I think that it's wrong that states like Abu Dhabi can just take over Manchester City and bankroll them to a league title, and the same goes for PSG with. Um, Qatar but Argentina doesn't have any of that it, it, it mm. you know the, the clubs are still owned by the fans there's no private ownership the best thing about it is that when you go and watch Newell's uh, you watch a Newell's match most of the players on the pitch are from Rosario came through the Newell's Youth Academy almost like what Bielsa has tried to do with other clubs right so bring youth players through yeah. look to the local talent he's not interested in buying yeah. foreign players in Argentina still has that pure football, you know, what a lot of people fell in love with. It's kind of romantic in a way. Um, and I think I think Bielsa is kind of, you know, he has that in him as well. So the whole thing with, oh, okay, there was someone spying on a training session. Like in Argentina, yeah, big deal, whatever. Like that wouldn't be reported to the league. No way. People mm-hmm. would just be like, whatever, that's only a kid. Like, yeah, let him, let him spy on us. We're still going to beat yeah. them at the weekend. But you know, for the league to open a case against the club and then find them. It's just like, it, it's another symptom of how football has changed, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's become so commercially led. It's so rules driven. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, it's just crazy. And I think Bielsa probably feels that, uh, unfortunately, he's one of the last managers to actually still hold through those values of pure football, you know? Um, and I think, you know, paying for the fine out of his pocket, that was, yeah, I think he, I think he thought, well, you know, I'm sorry if I didn't know this wasn't allowed. I did it. Here you go. I'll pay the fine. Um, he's very, he's a very humble guy and he's, he's not flashy whatsoever. Like we all know, I think he drives a Volkswagen or something. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him in a car. No, yeah, I, I think I've just heard that. I'm not sure actually if he, if he drives in in England. I don't know, but as 
as Shannon said, he wears the Leeds tracksuit everywhere. Like he's, he's he's not wearing designer gear or suits around the place. I mean, don't get me wrong, Bielsa's on a huge salary at Leeds, but you wouldn't know, would you? Like he he lives in a yeah. in a you modest flat in Weatherby. Go on, sorry. I've just, I just think like he, he he's such a normal, humble guy. I would love to know where his money goes because he doesn't spend it on flashy gear like our suits. So um, I think yeah, I think to him paying that fine just seems natural. Um, it's just the kind of guy he is. Um, and I, I, I just going back to what I said, I think he's still pining for that those true values of football that are still in Argentina in the Premier League, and it goes back to that case of. I don't need to buy players. These English players are great. I'm going to just improve them. I think he's mm-hmm. staying true to those those values, and and that's what you know. There's, there's nothing better than a local lad. Like look at Calvin Phillips. He comes from Leeds, and he's like mm-hmm. Leeds homegrown boy. I mm-hmm. think that's what we all love in football. And some clubs have lost that completely. Some leagues have lost that completely. So it's people like Bielsa who are still keeping that going. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I think by him paying that. It definitely shows his humble side, but I think that's why he's got so many supporters still. I mean, do you think if you know if he does move to another club, do you think those supporters will still follow him despite what club it is, or do you think, you know, I, I'm sure. I mean, from from seeing how everyone is with him at Leeds, that people will still continue to follow him wherever he goes. I think so. Yeah, I think like I don't want to speak for Leeds fans. You'll know better than better than me, but I think he's cemented his place in the history of the club already. Um, I think that you know, even if he was to leave tomorrow, uh, after Don Revy, Bielsa be talked about next, probably. You know, um, so yeah, I I I think the relationship between Leeds and Newells has been brilliant. Like you know, it's been so much fun for me. Um, mm-hmm just kind of joining the two together because I've managed to bring some Leeds fans over to Rosario and bring them to a game and things like that. And I've been to Allen Road. So I hope that continues. I'd hate to see that die if Bielsa leaves, you know. Um, is that enough for Jamie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. No, I've, I've always said that if there's any Leeds fans who want to go to Rosario to a Newell's game, just contact me and we'll sort it out. Um, Shannon, do you fancy a bit of a pod, pod outing? Yeah, a little yeah, group trip out. I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's we'll put it on expenses. The lads don't know. It's so cheap out there. It's so cheap, honestly. Like, the flight is the most expensive thing you'll pay for. It's just, you know, it's really cheap to visit. Um, but, mm. no, there's there's been quite a few leads. I think we've brought about 50, I'd say, so mm, far. Really? Um, yeah, there's been quite a few out before the lockdown, obviously. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's been yeah. some in some funny times with Leeds fans in Rosario but uh good good yeah yeah I think well, I'll I think answer that go next he, he'll be followed by Leeds fans yeah for sure I'll answer that I'll answer that for you because um I definitely would follow Bielsa's career wherever he went all right I probably I'm not going to start supporting the team that he goes to um but I find it weird how now I keep an eye out for Newell's results uh when they're when they've been playing uh, even though I, I had no idea, I, I say I didn't have any idea. I know Maradona played there and Messi played there and, and whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, I didn't really didn't really know much about them. And and, and since Bielsa has been here, he's just installed a little bit of um, what's the be- probably the best word, the best way of putting it, just a little bit of interest. I think in, in quite rightly what you say, the the 
the grassroots of football and how football should be brought up and how people should play the game. Uh, and I think that in itself just speaks absolute volumes that you can come into a city the size of Leeds um, and start having, you know, start almost reinstalling that faith and that love for the game that we all had uh, a number of years back um, before we, uh, yeah, drop down a few leagues. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's murals all over the city. I don't know if you've seen any of those, Jamie. There's, the, you know, there's, there's, Bielsa all over. There's songs written about him that some Leeds fans have done. Uh, he, he's he's really been an absolute breath of fresh air. I've not met him yet. And I'm absolutely gutted um, mm. because I really want to eat. Well, it's, I mean, I'm going to make sure I meet him. I don't know how, but I'm going to make sure I meet him some, somehow. Uh, probably just sit in Weatherby Costa when it's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, just go sit in Weatherby Costa when it's uh, when it's back open from morning till night, supping coffee like that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I know one or two people who have, and they just reiterate. I mean, he doesn't speak great English, but you can still tell what a nice, humble guy he is. Have you met him, Shannon? Uh, I haven't, but my brother has while he was out on a bike ride. Uh, he actually had right. a flat tyre, and Bielsa stopped uh, to speak <laughs> oh. to him while he had a flat tyre out on his bike ride. And again, like, it's just, it's crazy, you know, the little English he does know, and he's still out there, you know, being such a lovely guy you know uh, yeah brilliant it's brilliant and 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 i mean the fifa fair play award for giving that goal against villa again just 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 highlights and and, and emphasizes and cements that that he is one of the very few proper football fans out there you know he loves the game doesn't he, he he's, he's almost almost obsessed uh, to, to, to a point where he's at every game he's probably sat in his bedroom now doing something to do with football uh, and he lives in a little flat like you say in Weatherby he does live in a flat because I remember seeing when, when he got big up from and stuff yeah. that people have put up when they're around there yeah I don't get any hassle though or anything does he like if that was I think he did when we first uh, went up to the Prem I think people were celebrating round where he was weren't they for a bit right. but that's just a, a certain group of people but yeah, yeah. Like I say, he's dead casual. I think I've seen people spot him in Leeds train station getting a train and, you know, with his little carrier bag and tracksuit on. Yeah, well, I think he probably came out with, uh, I don't know, a, a Yorkshire pudding and threatened to throw it at him if they didn't leave or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, yeah, but no, I mean, in in a nutshell, I mean, that. Thank, first of all, thank you, Jamie, for giving us such great insight into into into. Well, uh, he will be a club legend if he's not already, uh, Marcelo Bielsa, but also into what you're doing with, with Newells and stuff as well. Uh, and the offer is there if you do want to come over to, to a game when we're all allowed and stuff, we'll, we'll meet up and have a, have a few beers and a, uh, a Yorkshire pudding and whatever else you want to eat while you're here. Fish and chips must be better here than, here than Ireland, so we'll have fish yeah, and chips from Gravely's. Um, yeah. But yeah, stay in touch, mate. We're, we're really, really thankful for you for you coming on. Uh, we'll... we'll, we'll chuck this out and get all the, uh, the the tags in there and things and promote your uh, your website as well for you. So if there's anything uh, anything else you'd like to add before we do close up, eh, uh, then please feel free. No, just thanks for inviting me on. It's always a pleasure to just chat Bielsa and chat football in general. I mean, uh, we're all locked down, aren't we? We don't get to see any other humans. So it's nice sometimes to just, just come online and, and chat to some new people about football and things we like and Bielsa, uh, so yeah, really enjoyable, and uh, thanks again. Play, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Take Cheers, care. Guys. See you later. Cheers. Bye.
very special thanks to our guest Jamie at Newells underscore AN uh, brought to you by Auto No Better and Auto by Shannon Luke thanks as ever to at Emily Bender for the use of her graphics and to at Jen Jamin Sachs for the use of her music Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.